Welcome to the Page of Our Lives podcast, where each week we take a page from our own lives or from the life of an inspiring friend and give you the Cliffs Notes. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Page of Our Lives. This is Leslie, one of your hosts. We have an amazing show for you today. Paige and I had the privilege of interviewing Michelle Myers and Summer Phoebus, who are the founders of She Works His Way. So if you've never heard of She Works His Way, you are in for a treat. They are a ministry whose heart is really for working women who love Jesus. So if that's you, stay tuned. We talk all about their ministry, their amazing book, which is also called She Works His Way, and I would say is a must read. And we hear all about what they're doing in their network of discipling women who are in the workforce as busy wives and moms who love Jesus and are trying to reconcile all of those things together. We know you're going to really resonate with what they have to say, their heart behind this ministry, and their heart for people just like you. So stay tuned for a great episode and be sure and share this show with a friend who you know could benefit from all we're talking about today. So let's jump into it on another episode of The Page of Our Lives. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Page of Our Lives. I'm one of your hosts, Leslie, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Paige, and we have some amazing special guests with us today. We have the founders of She Works His Way, Summer Phoebus and Michelle Myers, and we are so excited to have them with us this morning to talk about their ministry, their amazing book, and their heart for working women. And we are so happy to have you, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank Thanks you. for having us. We're well, so glad bet. that, um, so just a little backstory for those that are popping in wondering how in the world did we connect? Yeah. Uh, I was just telling um, Summer and Michelle that I was actually gifted their book by a friend and who said, read it first and then give it back so I can read it. <laughs> <laughs> and then once I read the book, I'm like, Leslie, you got to read this book. And then we need to be friends with these girls. So um, now we're like fast friends, um, going to be BFFs that you don't even know it yet. Yeah. But I want to hear, so many know about your ministry and your business and um, what's going on with She Works His Way. But for those of you or those of our listeners that may have been under a rock or off of social media, (laughs) having a fast for a long time, (laughs) um, introduce yourselves to our listeners. So Summer, I'll let you go first. Awesome. I'm Summer and I am a wife and a mom, and I've been married for 23 years. I have two big girls. Like We are very recent empty nesters, a 19 and a 21-year-old. And so, yes, we are in that. Did happen when you were like 14? Because those of you can't see Summer, she's like maybe 21 looking. Right. (laughs) Well, I assure you, they look like sisters. Wow. Okay, so now good. we really Goals. are best friends. Now we really are okay. best friends. I'm sending a gift. But um, okay. but truly, we did get married young, and we did have our girls young. And, I mean, I'm just so grateful for the way everything played out in our lives, even though it wasn't exactly our plan. You know when you get married and you have a five-year plan before you have kids? Yes. I yes. got pregnant. Uh, it was like six months after we got married. I was like, well, that was fun. That was a good five-year plan. Oh, well. Yes. Um, So anyway, we have the two girls and my husband is a pastor. He has been in ministry all of our marriage. I thought I was marrying a drummer slash surfer 
I was really <laughs> excited about that. And then while we were engaged, God called him to ministry. And just fun fact, I was a pastor's daughter. So I knew exactly what we were getting into. And I'm like, this is not drummer surfer girl life, but that's fine. That's fine, God, whatever <laughs> hey, you You can ride the waves. Yeah, you know. that's right. Oceans. <laughs> different right? waves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did learn being a pastor did not cancel out the drumming or the surfing. It still happens. So, um, so anyway, we we have served in ministry together. I am obsessed with the local church. I am obsessed with discipleship, and um, I am someone who struggled with women's ministry most of my life because what I love is work. Uh, from a young age, I knew I wanted to work. I love business. I love numbers. I love all of it. And so at 15, I got a job. Um, I remember my first day, it was at a tanning bed. I ran the front desk. I came home and I was like, mom, I need to quit school because I can change things for this place. Like I can do this. <laughs> I, I, I think we're about the same generation. So I'm feeling pretty confident, Summer, that you passed out the stickers that I would put I on my did. body to like have the little heart or the oh, bunny yeah. rabbit. So yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. It was just was not a bunny so, rabbit. Yes, it was so good. I know. I'm, you know, PG. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That was my wild side of the pastor's daughter life right there. Um, but truly loved working and then never stopped. I worked my entire life. I had uh, my first little girl and went to stay home because I thought so. that's what we were supposed to do. And three months into staying home, Kent looked at me and he was like, hey, I don't think this is working. And I was like, oh my gosh, you see it too. <laughs> so I learned that I could love my children with my whole heart and be the kind of godly mother that I was supposed to be and also work. And oh my goodness, so many more details. But then She Works His Way came in, um, gosh, probably seven, eight years ago. And She Works His Way was born out of a need that I had, like, uh, that I, I knew this is what I needed in my life. And it really brought all my wor worlds together, which should have been the way I saw things from the beginning. Um, and so now I serve alongside my best friend, which that's just a gift in and of itself. And, um, and yeah, we're in Annapolis, Maryland. So I love okay. that. <laughs> okay. Michelle, tell us about your family and yourself and how you got here. Man, Summer's such a good storyteller. I kind of want her to tell mine too. Um, so we have similar stories in that I was a pastor's daughter who also ended up marrying a pastor. But I kind of knew what I was getting myself into because I met James at seminary. So okay. I knew what I was getting into, uh, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> I will be clear that being a pastor's wife is very different from being a pastor's kid. Transparently, I think as a pastor's kid, you're expected to screw up a lot. That's kind of the brand for pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. And then to switch to the perfect pastor's wife, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, so that was a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, but we live in Asheville, North Carolina. My husband is the discipleship pastor at Biltmore Church, and we have three kids. I have an 11-year-old today, Aww, a eight-year-old, yes, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, two boys and a girl. Um, so it is super loud and fun and never a dull moment around here. So no. I, very similar, loved working as soon as I got a job. Um, I'm also a nerd though, so I loved school. So I just wanted to do both. So I went between school to work, to home, to do homework, to bed, to do it again. And I loved every second of it. And so I... I went through a very like interesting like 
walking away from the Lord time in my life where I had an eating disorder and God graciously brought me back to him. And in coming back to him, that was when I was like, okay, no more halfway, no more compartmentalizing, no keeping God from certain areas of my life, no more talk and no action. I want to go all in. And that was when I ended up at seminary. Um, But I ended up in seminary after getting a very cushy job in pharmaceutical sales. And it was so weird because I loved the professional side of the life. But then I knew that I was called to ministry and honestly never expected God to marry the two. Really did not know how it was ever going to come together. Mm -hmm. And I'm a a dreamer and a visionary who married a realist. You can't see me doing my air quotes. That's just the nice way to say I married a pessimist and a dream crusher. And so, which is helpful. Uh, let me throw this out here for the ones that are married to the dream crusher that has not figured this out yet. He does not crush my dreams because he's crushing my dreams. He crushes my dreams because he wants to make them stronger before I pursue them. Yeah, And that's so good. I had had many ideas for businesses and launched things before and felt like I had to fight my husband every step of the way of like, let me prove this to you that this will work and that I can do this. And here we go. And the second that I came to him and said something about she works his way, it was the first time that he didn't fight me. And I almost didn't know what to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Um, hang on. Nope, nope, nope. If this is what the Lord wants me to do, this is where you fight me. And then I proved to you that I'm right. This is the way that this works. And um, there was no fight. And he just basically said, oh, you know what? The four years in seminary and then the six years in the business world are actually starting to make sense. And I was like, wow. Yes. Okay, so then how, tell us how did your paths um, cross? Were y'all like, you know, <laughs> elementary school, kindergarten BFFs or? Um... Dad was my boss. Really? Wow. So he was my boss at seminary. Okay. And he told me, I really think that you would be really good friends with my daughter. And I love the man dearly, but I was not sure that that was going to be the case. I was, I was not, I was not sure about that. But then I met Kent, her husband. Okay. He was like, you have to meet my wife. And that was when I was like, yeah, okay. 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 And we, we met and we were quick friends on my end. I had some convincing to do to convince her to be my friend. You can, you can, that story's in the book. So that's, that's fun. Um, but I loved her immediately and over time wore her down to the point to where she was the first person to call us best friends on this call. So mm-hmm. my work here is done. Mm-hmm. Check. Um, that's right. Good job. She, I'll also she, note that in your personal file. Just saying. So yeah. Thank you. If you didn't want to be my friend by the at the beginning of this call, I would eventually warn warn you down too. So yeah, yeah, um, that is that that's the story of what happened. And we did not get to be in the same city for very long, so we um, can attest to what it's like to be long distance best friends. Mm -hmm. And it it stinks and it's awesome. That's right, it does. It stinks and it's awesome, but it is really helpful sometimes when you need to get away from the mess that is all around you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you have this outlet of someone who's like completely separate and you're like, I just need to talk. And it's like, that's the, that's the beauty in long distance. Yes, I would agree. I would say like, normally don't ever pick a best friend that lives on the other side of the country from you, Mm -hmm. but thank you technology. Um, 
it makes it way easier today than ever before. And like you guys, our friendship began IRL and then we moved away. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I love that you guys have that in common with us as well. Okay. So I want to dig in just a little bit um, to maybe back to your point, Summer, of when you felt the burden to create what has become She Works His Way. Like, where were you? What what was on your heart? What kind of pushed you to the point that you were like, I need, I need something because my favorite quote in the entire world is sometimes you have to create what you want to be a part of. And I think that's what you did with this, the two of you. And so talk to us about where you were in that season and what ultimately birthed this. Yeah. Uh, So she works his way was born in Michelle's heart and she is so kind to call us the founders because I think once it became something together, we built on that, but it was born inside of her heart. And um, it's something that she, I think, probably would tell you wrestled with for a little while too, but knew it was just something she had to do. So She Works His Way was not born as a ministry or a community or an Instagram account. It was actually four friends meeting on Google Hangout, old school Zoom, right? At like 5.30, 5am, 5.30am. I don't remember. I've blacked that part out because the rest (laughs) of them were all early morning people. And I just remember getting on there and being like, you guys are just so joyful. And I'm just the whole time being like, if we were in the same room, I would punch everybody. Like, I'm so <laughs> angry right now. Why am I here? Um, but God, I had so a lot good. to overcome to make her my best friend, guys. I had a she lot is, to overcome. She is an early morning gal. Um, but it was the most beautiful time, the most beautiful conversation. It was for women. We were all working women. We had similar um, roles in our businesses that we were doing. We were entrepreneurs as well. Mm-hmm. And we were feeling the tension. We were getting all of the, you guys remember when all the personal development, self-help books, I mean, we still have them, but yeah. they really skyrocketed when the internet came to an opportunity, gave us all an opportunity to run a business, right? And so we were being invited to conferences and, you know, just to develop ourselves and business and everything. And we were going to these things and it wasn't bad information. None of it was bad, but we would leave with this very shallow feeling of goal and ambition and drivenness, which we all naturally had, but the trajectory of it just, it was, it wasn't the right way. And we Mm -hmm. knew that, but we didn't know how to reconcile that because we had compartmentalized for so long. We're working women here. We're moms here. We're business women. We're, we're Christians here. We're the church girl here. And so it was really difficult. So coming together, just saying the things out loud, we realized this was a deeper struggle Mm -hmm. and that the answer was really simple. And it was just to go to God's word. And it was just to remind each other what he has already said. And it was just to remind each other what matters most. And not that these good um, tips were evil, but Mm -hmm. that they weren't the most important thing. And even more than that, when they became their own foundation, it was shaky and uncomfortable. And I mean, we were so insecure Mm -hmm. and finding that we could do the work and we could be what we were supposed to be, but with the foundation that Christ gave us and understanding what it meant to work for him most and biggest and first, it didn't change our callings. Mm, It changed the way we did them. And there was just Mm. freedom and relief in that. So this 5.30 a.m., is where that all started. And then we uh, lovingly bullied Michelle into starting an Instagram account. Good job. 
Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And she did. And she will tell you it was the fastest growing Instagram account that she's ever started. And she's mm. got some good ones. And we realized at that point, oh, this is this is We're a conversation people are hungry mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. You start, she works his way and Michelle, you're like, okay, I'll start this Instagram account. And all of a sudden it takes, you know, it takes off. So you both are kind of like co-laborers in this. How did, I have a couple questions. So what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started doing all of this? And then I, and then I want to know like, what roles do each of you play? Um, and have those roles changed from the beginning to now? Man, um, I started asking Summer from day one, which at the time, Summer was in a different season. Her girls were involved in a lot of different activities. They weren't out of the house yet. She was running two businesses and serving in the local church. So she had a lot on her plate. And it wasn't like she was telling me no. Like she was smart in telling me no. Um, but for a long time, I, she was the unofficial, uh, business partner that I never had. Cause it, I didn't, I, I feel like I ran most things by you or if I was juggling with something in my head, I called you and she graciously offered me free consulting until she yes. took a seat on the team. <laughs> um, but it was, we were, it was slow. I mean, mm-hmm. the Instagram ac- account grew quickly and women were hungry for the conversation and, I think rather than try to go off of my business brain, that would be capitalize on this and do this and monetize this. Like I was just so excited to have the conversation that we explored different ways to have the conversation and the, the network started the, the membership side, which was the first thing that I think would have been the off social media stuff that we Mm -hmm. were doing because there started to be conversations that the women wanted to have that were not public forum appropriate. We needed a setting where we could talk about deeper things off of social media. Sure. And so honestly, it was the progression of the needs of the women that were gathered here that has progressed the ministry and continues to progress the ministry to this day. I think the thing that I'm grateful, like I'd still go back and I would say the same thing that I felt like God said to me from the beginning, which was, this is not about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I heard that and it was one of those things, like, I don't know that I know God's, God's voice takes many for that was probably one of the things though, that I felt like I heard it sternly. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was a, this is not about you. This is not Michelle Myers consulting. This is not, you know, anything like this is, this is mine. Hmm. This is about me. And I think that if I had to go back and I would just like shout it louder and more frequently and over and over again. Hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, if I could do anything different and I, I don't know that I had the capacity, but I think I would have jumped in sooner to help her. (laughs) I think I would have. You did help. I mean, I tried, I tried, but I guess for, for me, it was definitely a beautiful thing to see in the lives of the women that were all around me. And I think more than anything in the beginning, I had to, I had to listen and learn. And I was, 
I was in the messy, like I was in the gunk right there. And so I don't know that I was even at a position yet to take on any kind of leadership role in a situation like this, because God was just, oh, he was turning me inside out. Have you guys ever gone through like a season like that where I just no, don't? we have smooth sailing lives. Right? <laughs> we, we, we can't yes. be friends anymore. We had a good run. You can't relate. I was, I did. It was just, it was just a constant. Um, I was like, oh, I thought I had that. I don't have that. So it was just mm-hmm. that learning process that felt so intimate. Like it was just the Lord and I working mm-hmm. through it. So um, so I'm grateful for the timing of everything and I'm glad for the way it worked. But the other question was, are we like, what are our roles here and how have they changed? Um, I think they'd still change. Like mm-hmm. we definitely have learned on our team to share ownership areas, like to give out ownership areas and then to, to change them as they go. But we definitely, Michelle and I have done all of the roles here and switched around and traded off like <laughs> for the entire span of time. And what you need to know is that we're very different. So we're alike in the things that matter, but we are opposite in a lot of the like just regular things, which I think so, helps our friendship. And okay, the so for instance, yeah. you know, how do you like your coffee summer? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean... Just with cream, nothing special. Okay, and Michelle, how are you? Uh, you? How did you pick one of the only things we have in common? Oh. <laughs> okay, so tell it. Go ahead, then spill the beans. Um, spill okay, the beans. Summer's so- really, really great at fashion. Okay. And okay. any time that someone compliments my fashion, Summer dressed me. There you go. <laughs> so okay. Listen, so listen, and that's all fine and dandy, but do you guys know how many years it took for us to go and like teach together, do a class? lead a training or whatever, and we'd get finished and the women would come up afterwards and we would have two separate lines. Okay. And the women would come up afterwards and they'd come to Michelle and they'd be like, you changed my life. You saved my marriage. I want to get saved. I, I just, whatever. And they'd come up to me and they'd be like, where did you get your shoes? How do you cut your hair? And I'm like, awesome. Fantastic. This Stop. is really cool. Like, I'm definitely making an impact. Not true. You know, it takes all all kinds. There are definitely things that we've done different. But I think, too, something to keep in mind is because the ministry grew so organically Mm -hmm. and was just so grassroots, anytime you start anything, you have to be willing to do things you're really bad at. And through the strength of the Lord, we were able to and we were able to learn. And we're still just a team of six. Like, Mm -hmm. we're a small team. So everybody kind of does a lot of things. And Mm -hmm. that's been a really beautiful way to do ministry. I think it's, it's the way the Lord just designed it. And even though we do different things, I think that if we had to plug one thing about working together, it would be the importance of mutual submission. Absolutely. And that is something that we try to practice over and over and over again, because we are different. Summer has different experiences than I do. Summer has her own walk with the Lord. She has her own. And so the reality of just protection and the power in two people that have walks with the Lord that have different experiences and different strengths are if you're always relying on yourself and you're not capitalizing on the other person that God has given you to run things with and to run things by him together, like you are just missing out. And so I love the fact that I, we get to have each other in this and say, Hey, let's, let's pray about this together. 
because I think what we've seen is, and it's beautiful too, and it's something that we can't even conjure up. I think some of the biggest pivots that we've had to make as a ministry, God has revealed to both of us separately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we both come together thinking that we're about to drop the bomb on the other one. Mm-hmm. And the bomb turns into a confetti cannon. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. It's yeah. just beautiful. And sometimes That's just in so how the Holy night. Spirit yeah. works. Mm-hmm. I love that. So good. It's yeah. so good. And it just affirms that he has called the two of you together to do this because he's, he's speaking to you separately and then coming together. And I love, I just love that analogy of the bomb becomes a confetti cannon. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So who do you, how would you describe the ideal woman um, who could benefit from she works his way? I mean, and get, get kind of, you know, I mean, you could say, well, everyone could benefit. Yes. Every woman could benefit, but get, get more specific. Who is, who's your ministry really targeted to? I think it's to the woman that just feels the tension. And when we say the tension, what I mean is you feel the tension of trying to be the woman that God has called you to be, but also fighting who the world has is trying to convince you to be. And I don't know that it requires you to be in a specific industry or to earn a paycheck or any of those things. But if you are navigating your life and you feel that tension and you feel that pressure, and even as we're talking about it, because here's the beauty of it. When you talk about that tension, it gets less tense Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden it becomes something that we can speak about and something that's not intangible and something that it's not just you. It's something that is real and something that Jesus has overcome. And so we constantly talk about the shoulder drop. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm talking about this tension, if you like feel yourself, like what I was saying about the world and what God and all this stuff, it just builds up. And then you go, Oh, hang on a second. And your shoulders drop. Then this is a place for you because what we have learned and what we try to do is that really everything we need to know, God's already said. And so what we want to do is we want to remind you because we have a world that shouts lies all the time and they're they're loud and they're noisy but sometimes they sound really good mm-hmm. and so when you have someone that can remind you with truth and you have the holy spirit's conviction in your heart that is convicting you that those words are true and all of a sudden the the world's lies can fade a little bit in the presence of truth and that you just want to hear those things constantly over you to remind yourself when you're walking into, because we, we're not supposed to walk away from the world. That's right. The, the world is our gospel opportunity to share what we know and the truth that we have been given. And so it's not like you can just say, I'm going to cut off the tension. We have to, one of Summer's absolute favorite verses is in Colossians where it talks about walking toward outsiders. That's, mm-hmm. that's what yeah. we're called to do. We're called to walk toward those outsiders in wisdom. And if that is the tension that you navigate and it feels really tense because you feel like you never talk about that tension, you never acknowledge the tension and you never feel like you really belong because you don't really know what the difference is in all of your roles and how they all fit together because it seems to you like your Christianity is very separate from your corporate job or like being a stay-at-home mom and living boldly for the kingdom can't coincide. Like whatever it is that you think can't go together. uh, That's where we try to bring all of those things together and assure you that in Christ and your identity in Christ, they absolutely can. Mm. 
so good. And so what are some of the best ways for women to engage with your ministry? I know we, we've talked about your Instagram account, but what else? What are you offering for ladies? So if you actually go to sheworkshisway.com, it sends you to all the places where you can connect with us. But the thing that we're super passionate about, because we do love, we love the community of Instagram and we're on Facebook and things like that. But we actually only show up there on Tuesdays and Saturdays because we have a network and we really want to make sure that the network gets um, the deep level of attention and to use the words of who we are, discipleship, because we Mm -hmm. are a discipleship community for working women. So to call ourselves that means that we have to actually be a discipleship community. And that takes intention and it takes time. So our network is an opportunity for people to go deeper. And we have weekly trainings that we release where we talk about all sorts of things. Um, We're going to hop off of this and go and record a training for the network all on the topic of hospitality and how Michelle Mm -hmm. and I did it very, very wrong for very, very long. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, so we have a weekly training. We have a monthly workshop where we actually put them in small groups after one of us teaches and they get to facilitate beautiful conversation and connect with other women like them. And we just try really, really hard to only send the important stuff. So we know what our inboxes look like. So we send emails that have like the actual, like save the date, the link to the thing, the whatever. We are your personal assistant. Um, But the network is where we really love to connect with women. And it is, it is a beautiful, beautiful place where ministry gets to happen. And it's, we are ministered to in that place as much as I think the other women are. I love that. And now talk to us a little bit about the narrow conference. Cause we know you guys also have that. So tell, tell our listeners about yeah. that. Oh, narrow is, I mean, it is our, it's our favorite weekend of the year. And this year is the first time that we get to say that twice because <laughs> we've had it once a year in one city, um, for the last five years, but this is a weekend it's worship and workshops. And, you know, there's just some things I've been reading John's letters for the last several weeks and twice in his letter in second John and in his letter in third John, he acknowledges, I have a lot to say to you, but I don't want to say it with paper and ink. And so Mm. I'm going to wait until I see you face to face. Mm. And I, I can, I feel those words in my bones Mm. (laughs) because that tells me it's almost time for narrow. Yeah. Because there are some things that even despite the blessing of technology, there's some conversations that need to be have face to face because some things are a conversation Mm -hmm. and they're not meant to be consumed and they're not meant for you to absorb via your thumbs on a mode where you're distracted. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that there's always something that is building and summer, I'm going to speak for both of us. And so you yeah. stop me, but I always feel like when we've gotten before narrow, there's just been something that is building. And am I, I have been praying over the last couple of weeks. Like, what is, what is the theme for this next yeah. one that's coming up? Like, Lord, tell me what these women, where are they? And I think that's why I went to John's letters because I started reading in first John and in first John, it's a, a letter that is written to believers and they are being exposed to a ton of false teaching and in being exposed to a lot of false teaching more and more are being deceived. And there are still those who believe. And so you've got those who believe, but like they are struggling. You've got the, they're persevering, but they're weary and they are hopeful, but they are discouraged. 
And if I had a, what women are feeling right now, I think it's those, those three phrases. And those are the things that I keep echoing. So if you are feeling faithful, but struggling, if you are feeling persevering, but you're weary. And if you are feeling hopeful, but discouraged, like all at the same time, (laughs) then narrow is a place where we come and we turn all of those things into worship, because that's the only thing that can turn all of those emotions into joy. Mm. So when is, um, when is, what are the dates and what are, what are the more like specifics? Mm -hmm. Give us a few details. April 22nd and 23rd is in Annapolis here where I live hosting it at our church. It's small and intimate and beautiful. So you can come April 22nd and 23rd. And then the for sure specific date that is coming to our later one will be released in the next month, but it is probably, we're looking at an October date and we're going to be in a more Southern place. So we're looking at Atlanta or Asheville, but if you go to the website, you will be able to get all of that information so that you can join us. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Um, a couple more, I have just a couple more questions and we're going to wrap that. We're going to wrap this up um, because Leslie and I are both readers and learners and it sounds like you girls possibly are as well. What is, is there like a book or a resource that we simply must like know about that? We're like, you, you need to read this one or put this on summer. You- uh, gentle and lowly. I don't, I don't Mm. read. I don't like to read. I don't sit still long enough to read. So I was just, when I heard you asking that question, I thought for sure that Michelle would answer first. That's why there was a little pause there. Um, I'm looking at my book and I have three books on my desk that are all the visual look at. And so it's really word pictures. It's going to make me sound dumb, but it's pictures. That's what I like to see. Um, But Gentle and Lowly is a book that I was able to sit and listen to. And it is a beautiful, beautiful story and look at the way God sees us and just his insane amount of grace. Okay. That's good. What about, what about you, um, Michelle? What do you, what's your, the last one that I read that just keeps coming back to me is the first one that comes to my mind is becoming Elizabeth Elliot by Ellen Vaughn. And it's more of a biography and it's a story and it tells the story of her life from her childhood through when she came back to the United States after leaving Ecuador, when she went back and she shared the gospel with the people who murdered her husband um, with her small child. I have been, I've read everything she's ever written. I have listened to every audio that exists of her teaching and I still learned so much. And I think the thing that what, What I do right now, the thing that was just ministered to me the most was how much of her private journals were included in the, in the biography so that you got to hear her story and see her walk with the Lord in her own words in a private way Mm -hmm. and to recognize how much her private life mirrored her public ministry. Oh, that's Mm. cool. They were not separate at all. And to see the, just the parallel was so encouraging for me to remind me that if my private journals are not reflecting what I'm doing publicly right now, then like, what am I even doing with my life anyway? Like Mm. that's, that's, that's the goal is if there were ever to be, if my children were to try to put together a biography prayerfully, they would look and they would see the notes in my margins of the Bible and in my prayer journals And they would say, that sounds like the mom who raised me. And that sounds like the things that she taught publicly. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I was, I was so encouraged by that. 
Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's a super heart and gut check. Mm-hmm. Something like, like, okay, are you, are you not, um, are you walking the walk, not just talking the talk? So mm-hmm. are you doing the thing? Well, we're going to wrap this up. Um, what is the greatest way that Leslie and I, but also our listeners that we could, um, pray for you both and, and, um, bless she works his way. Mm. I would say we've actually walked through um, a few changes. The end of 2021, I don't know anybody who didn't go through 2020 and 2021 and not have to reevaluate what they were doing. Being an online ministry in such a challenging time, there was a gift in that, but boy, there were some major obstacles that came our way too. So in trying to decide what we were supposed to do and how we could best serve, we've had to make some changes. Um, We recently became a nonprofit ministry, things like that. So there are just a lot of those things that we're trying to walk through right now. And I just would pray for wisdom. Like if you guys will just pray for wisdom for us as we try to step into these things rightly and that we do whatever it takes to make sure that this message gets to the ears that need to hear it. Um, I have no doubt that God will do what God is supposed to do, what he wants to do, but that we take the message where it's supposed to go. I just want so badly to make sure we're doing that. Yeah. That's good. Anything you'd add, Michelle? Amen. That's the best. All right. Well, ladies, this has been an absolute joy and a delight to meet you today and to hear your story, to hear your heart behind She Works His Way. I know that your book was so impactful to both Paige and myself. Um, And we would just encourage our listeners, pick up the book, follow them on Instagram, go check out their website, research their um, community. But more importantly, if you can go to Narrow, I think that would be such a beautiful thing for if you've never been to a women's conference, if you've never given yourself the gift of time, intentional time away to just really reconnect with your Holy um, Heavenly Father, your Savior, and with other women who are passionate about pursuing Christ, like there is nothing like that in the world. So we would encourage you to check that out as well. Ladies, Summer, Michelle, Paige, thank you all so much for being with us today. We appreciate you and we'll have links to everything on our show notes. You can find that there. So thanks for joining us today, ladies. We wish you the best. Thank you so much. Well, that closes the chapter on another episode of the Page of Our Lives. Curious where to find the things we mentioned on our show? Check out our show notes. They're at our website, pageofourlivespodcast.com. If you liked today's episode, we would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a rating or a review in your podcast player. And be sure to follow along with us on Facebook or Instagram. You can find us there at Page of Our Lives Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.